It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and your calls. Just give us a call, 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Or toll-free at 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. And um, you can come on by. It's a beautiful day here. My goodness. Oh, yeah. It is gorgeous. I'm trying to get the temperature. Hang on. Uh, it is currently, it's a mystery, 68 degrees. Doesn't feel bad at all. Uh-oh. There's no wind, which is which helps. So it, uh, <laughs> it doesn't feel quite and as... And when you're out of, in the sun shopping... Yeah, it feels great. It's wonderful. Yeah. Perfect. So come on by the nursery. Visit with us. Come say hello. Bring a, bring a picture. Oh, we need to know if... Uh, Let's uh, let's go to our listeners and see on this one. I'm trying to find anybody that can call in that has a bower vine. We want to know a little bit more about it. At least I do. A pink bower vine, B-O-W-E-R. Uh-oh, they're looking at each other like, why is he doing this? <laughs> I never heard of that. I know, but we're going to... Calvin, Calvin said it used to be at the Botanical Garden. Right. That fence, Wasn't yeah, the that fence whole line. entrance? Oh, no, that whole the big fence on the... Um, uh, uh, South Side. Okay. Okay. So if you've got one, we want to hear about it. At least I do. I want to hear more about it. Like, you know, uh, what kind of sun, uh, how aggressive is it? Very aggressive. Full sun, very. When when does (laughs) it? Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) When does it bloom? Now, in the fall. Yeah, I think it was the fall, too. Well, we saw it on a fence. It was blooming, and then we went back like two weeks later, and it was kind of bloomed out. Yeah. So we need Bauer Vine fine people to call us at 210-308-8867. We do have it here. It's kind of neat. Uh, we've got a white version here. Oh, is that right? That's a trace. I bet that's pretty. Yeah. And the flower looks almost like a little orchid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well what's our, our uh, Paul... Paul Paul Cox? Paul Cox, the plant, Paul. Yeah. Um, I, I seem like Mr. Moy had something to do with that. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Seemed like... Uh, you got to get closer to plant, your mic. You're kind of might, off mic he, there. He might have planted it, too. Oh, you think he kind of brought it to the, the botanical I, garden? I don't know. No, I don't I, know. It's been, it was a long time. Yeah. Uh, it may have been... Uh, of course, it's hard to keep that all relative, uh, but I, it seems like B, it was longer. B M. Before Moy. Before Moy. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's B M. Yes, I, I got it. Yes. Before. Uh, <laughs> no, B, B P would be before Paul. <laughs> Calvin had that look in his eyes. I, I figured yeah. I better get that out. I'm glad you did, because yes, I don't want Calvin. We don't want to stress Calvin out. So two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, you know I think they purposely put those uh, cyclamen within your eyesight. They're on sale too. Calvin must have already bought it. He bought some, yeah. 
I, ha- I have, and gosh, this is perfect weather for cycling. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sunny and and cool. Very cool. You know, it gives you, it gives you uh, especially you when you're newly, pl- you're newly planting them, you're you're trying to get them. You're trying to get them in place where they're they'll do well. The environment's perfect for them, and it get, gives you this kind of weather gives you a little more time. You can see if yeah. they're wilting a little bit or uh, how they're adjusting to their to their situation. And I see Trace found some whites. Oh, yeah. the cyclamen, yeah, yeah, the cyclamen whites. Yeah, they they're only the four and a half inch pot. Yeah. Only five ninety nine. Or or yeah, it's the or that's the exciting <laughs> part. And uh four for or five for twenty five dollars. Yeah. So five for twenty five dollars, that's five dollars a piece. That's true. One five ninety nine is a, a little over six dollars a piece. Yeah, I don't think I don't think math was a big topic no. in his university. <laughs> it's, it's like the uh, the Bob Newhart joke. He was a he started off as an accountant, but his philosophy was that you know if he was uh, close to the number, give or take, it was okay. And they, they let him go. Jerry's kind of the give or take. It's about it's almost <laughs> okay. I I. Uh, there's a lot of great things on sale. Uh, besides all the things that uh, the perennials and the shade trees. Uh, if you're if you're looking for uh, violas, yeah. Oh, oh. And pansies. They're just a huge yeah. selection. And uh, of course, I had bought a bunch of uh, Trace, yeah, violas for uh, cool. oh, small on, We're talking about all the things on sale. There's nothing better than a viola for uh, small containers. You know, it doesn't take much of a soil reservoir. Good color. They can take the sun. Uh, drought tolerant. Uh, and these, every color you can think of is here in a lot of variations. Um, so. Yeah, and, um, and the, on the sale items, uh, uh, under pansies, uh, they've got a picture of one of the beautiful new uh, violas, of, uh, Johnny Jump Ups. Johnny Jump Up was the first uh, first first viola. I always do they call, do they call them violas or Johnny Jump Ups. I always thought of violas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, nice answer. I thought of violas as the middle size. Johnny Pans. Jump Ups the lower. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but pan, everybody has a little variation that, on that. I think that picture is a pansy called Morphus or something like that, though. Not a I pansy. Pretty sure. Morpheus that, that or looks Morpheus. like that uh, new new breed. You know, the original Johnny Jump Up was a kind of a yellowish. Uh, it was a bicolor, but it was kind of yellow, as I remember. Yeah, I think that's Morpheus. Morpheus, Morpheus, something like that. Okay. And it receded. It that's receded cool. itself. That lady yesterday come in by some Snapdragons and tell me uh, hers were evergreen. <laughs> really? Yep. Wow. They were they were green all summer long. Huh. Now she had them in the shade. I said, well, they were oh, okay. in the sun. But, uh, Did they bloom? Apparently. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, who is our, uh, the uh, person that, the predecessor to Milton? Philip? Or? Philip. Yeah, Philip, that that used to be his oh, that's claim right. to fame yeah. was a... Uh, a perpetual. I don't know if it was true or not, but he he, he, he swore he, he had Claimed a it. he had a uh, 
Yeah, he he had his uh, Snapdragon that seemed to live and live and live forever right? through the summer. Huh. Well, I guess they can. Calvin, uh, have you ever had your snaps? I've had it happen once. Have you? Okay. So we've seen this before. And I, it wasn't even in an area that was irrigated. That's strange this year, wow. Trace. We we had uh, rocket snapdragons here at the nursery, mm-hmm. and I planted a bunch of... Uh, well, I've been, I was put, putting in a new bed waiting for the irrigation to get put in there, and finally I had to go ahead and uh, plant them. But gosh, it yeah. just reminds me how beautiful those rockets are. Did you see what else we got in that Super Six Pack? Uh, did I see anything new? Yeah. You should have. <laughs> uh, I didn't see any stock. Yes, you did. Oh. <laughs> Bunches of them. Really? Where are they? They're, not, they're not blooming. Oh, oh, okay. That's okay. I did miss them then. Where are they, Trey? They're right with all the other super sixes. All right. Do we need to give you a second, <laughs> Calvin? Do you need to go grab some? No, I'm uh, no, okay. I, I can I can calm my. <laughs> there, there, there's enough to where. Okay, Calvin's to go okay. Break and go get some. Yeah, I. Well, you don't. Yeah. I enjoyed the stocks. I, I for the first time last year, I did the stocks, and I sure enjoyed the, the the pretty blooms and the smell. The fragrance was wonderful. I remember taking some cut cuttings for or not cuttings, but cut cut flowers to my mm-hmm. wife at at her job one year. Yeah. And I think I sold more stock that year than ever. <laughs> <laughs> just for that? people. Oh, they're at my husband's work. Somebody just show up. Hey, I, there was a vase of this at the animal. That's vase. funny. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're a wonderful plant. Yeah, I appreciate you still having the fall citrus on sale, and yeah. I've got a great supply of them. Yeah, yeah but, but it looks but like you've sold a million, a we, million of them. We've sold a lot, but if you notice, I need about another hundred of them to leave so I can actually cover them if we get cold. Oh, okay. So we're Nelson's, <laughs> Nelson's making the preparation. Since we had no tunnel this year. Oh, that's right. We didn't have a place to put them if it gets cold, so we have to... Pre-figure it out. Uh oh. And uh, that's a hopefully, long, that's hopefully, a long tunnel. Well, hopefully we don't need it, but we're going to figure out a way to cover them just in case. Okay. And you talk about citrus each year as the um, it is a one great of the, Christmas gift. One of the most given Christmas gifts. Oh yeah. It's a nice gift. It's uh, something that right up there with gift really cards. Are. You know, everybody always gives gift cards. Citrus, yeah. Lemons and limes are right yeah. up in there. <laughs> I think uh, I think specifically for the San Antonio South Central Texas area, they're really well adapted because uh, we don't get a lot of hard freezes here like Dallas and Fort Worth and whatever in there. And uh, and of course, if you're in the valley, you've got a mild you got, temp- got a milder temperature down there. But uh, believe it or not, the uh, the old timers tell me. I guess we could prove it by uh, by uh, brick uh, bricks or sugar reading. But they say the citrus produced up in there in South Central Texas is sweeter than the valleys citrus. Because hmm. we, we don't do grapefruit down here. What was the theory? Why? Why? Why well, did you? The cooler nights. Well, and when I mean, what happens to the the grapefruit and oranges after a freeze? They get sweeter. Yeah. So down in the valley, they don't get that freeze. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's cooler nights. 
Yeah, that bloom, bloom sweet uh, grapefruit is uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty unique and uh, very, <laughs> very tasty. Yeah. And 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 I imagine, I guess Houston would fall into this category too. Uh, yeah, I imagine. Pretty similar, except for they get more right. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, the uh, the old timers. I don't know if anybody remembers this. I'm sure. Me. I'm sure everybody on this porch remembers <laughs> it. Uh, Maybe not Milton. They used yeah. to, when I first came here. That okay. was 40 years ago. Uh, the they always. Uh, of course, I'll I'll always love citrus, and especially satsumas. And they said they had a citrus uh, satsuma. That was uh, grown around the Crystal City, Carrizo Springs area, and they had three, three or four large orchards down there, and they produced what they were, what was called uh, Carrizo Citrus. It's supposed to be the sweetest citrus in in Texas. And uh, of course, they froze out. <laughs> All those orchards froze out down there. But uh, I could, when I first got here, I couldn't wait to get some Corrido Center. And uh, so we stopped. I was traveling with Sam Cotner, I remember, because he was telling me about the Corrido Center. And uh, we stopped by a roadside stand that was selling them. So I bought us a bag of them. We're waiting to taste super sweet tetras, and what they'd done was gone and bought some tangerines from somewhere, mm. and was selling those as Carrizo citrus. So we see the same it? thing with onions and everything is. Spe- don't we? Speaking of Carrizo spring and onions, yeah, <laughs> uh, I placed my order yesterday. Oh no! And, oh good. And, uh, so I don't know when it's going to get here. Yeah, the first available was November 9th. So okay. I'm assuming if they're ready to harvest, I will get them that week. And if they're not, that's I'll probably get them right. The following or the following. I hope that fellow that came in, what was that, two weeks, two weekends ago, looking for onions plants. And I remember when it was because it was uh, around 10:15, October 15th. And I told him, I said, "You ever heard the term 10:15 onions?" And he said, oh, yeah, that's, that's the one I plant. And I said, you know what that 1015 means? That means they plant the seed on 1015, October 15th, which is today. So how, how can we have transplants <laughs> uh, when they're just planting the seed? Yeah. Well, it's, that's true. Uh, how are we, November 9th, what are we going to say? Because uh, I'm, I'm always more comfortable about, oh, the third week in December or planting those onions. Oh, yeah. They, they do so well there. It just it seems to be a natural time and to plant. Every, and everybody that comes in in November, we're going to send them to you, Calvin, to <laughs> talk about planting onions in November. So when we do get them. <laughs> Look at Calvin. We, uh, He's we'll have all the right varieties. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it, hard to pass them up when you got all that. <laughs> yeah, See when they look remember. so nice too. Ten fifteen Y, then we got Texas Legend. And yeah, a yellow granite. Le- Legends and improved ten fifteen Y. Then we've got red Creole, and there's another red. So I can't remember Bell 
Southern Bell. Yeah, that's right. Then we got a white Bermuda, and then we got a white that has sweet in the name. I can't remember which one it is. Do you have Grand X? Yeah, that's, the, that's the, the yellow. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's the first A&M uh, hybrid onion. So I think David once told me that that one is the Vidalia onion? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, the way the Vidalia onions get start got started was at uh, Dixondale Farms, where you get your plants from in Carrizo Springs, uh, used to grow them by the, I guess, hundreds of acres of transplants for Georgia. And they would ship them to Georgia in the early spring uh, after <laughs> the Georgia people had frozen out, in case they got frozen out. Uh, and lost all their transplants because it gets pretty cold in Georgia over there where they're grown. And imagine the soil temperature is pretty cold too. Oh, yeah. So they would grow them in Carrizo Springs <laughs> and uh, ship them to, as Granex, Granex 10, 10, 10 something. But anyway, uh, grow them at Granex, the Texas A&M onion, and then ship them to. Uh, uh, Vidalia, Georgia, and then f- they would grow them out and sell them for more than we could sell the Granex from because of the name recognition. So, uh, anyway, they, they've kind of started growing their own now. I think Dixondale is mainly, uh, fun- mainly a turn to, uh, uh, mail order and and uh, uh, furnishing the nurseries with good uh, good good onion transplants without pink root, which is a disease that causes the roots to fall off right off, and once it gets in your soil, it's there forever. And also, back in when Trace was just a mere lad. They used to sell sell onions at the farmer's market. Did y'all get them from a farmer's market at Wolf's? I, I don't know. Mr. Wester, just, <laughs> he'd get them in, and, and we'd order them out of the warehouse. Oh, okay. Uh, there was, at that time, there were three onion producers, uh, all of them in, Winter Gar- in the Winter Garden area over around Carrizo Springs and uh, in that area, uh, big, big whales. And uh, but they, uh, I, w- I would say they're less. Uh, they were less careful about uh, spreading that pink root, that disease around. And uh, Dixondale, uh, the one that's still in business, is very careful to uh, rotate its fields and uh, do the appropriate things to avoid having pink root. But. Uh, and we appreciate that. And they also instigated correct varietal names. In other words, used to when y'all would get them at Wolf's, you would have uh, you would have red, white, and red, yellow. Right? Yep. And that's the way they were sold: red, white, and yellow. They, they were the and, red. <laughs> and, and we used to do bowl blitz before we did. Yeah. The yeah. 
And so anyway, we don't do do any of that anymore. We have name varieties, and we've got uh, Dixondale to thank for that. All right. So did they do the determination on which ones were long days and short days and no, that kind of stuff? No, where? Back in the old days? Well, who, who, who did all that? Who determined which ones were what? Oh, oh where? the breeders. The breeders of the... Uh, that just like tomatoes and peppers and everything else, there's onion breeders, which uh, Leonard Pike of Texas A&M uh, would, uh, and with uh, Paul Leeper of Texas A&M chose the 1015Y onion. So uh, they, they and they determined the daily basically by growing them in, in the field and see which ones <laughs> bubbed first. When the, when the day length gets uh, the right length for that uh, that variety, it'll bulb. I mean, go ahead and form its bulb. Before that time, if it doesn't bolt, the uh, onion leaves, they get more leaves and they're bigger leaves, and which results in a bigger onion. So... Uh, so that would be a short day onion, or that would be the long day onion. The intermediate day. We do a short and intermediate day here. Like uh, Grand X is a short day for or Vandalia, short day. <laughs> and somebody came up to me the other day, uh, last weekend, I guess, talking about onions, and said Hawaii grows the best onions. The sweetest onions. They got one over there called Maui. Fitting name. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, is their favorite onion. You you want to know what Maui is? Ten fifteen. Granix. Oh, Granix. So anyway, that's just a history behind onions. All right. It's onion talk. Give us a call if you got an onion opinion. <laughs> I, I want to be an onion breeder. <laughs> when you grow up, yeah. yeah. I want. I want to know if Jerry ever got to try the uh, Cariso Spring. Where was it? The, the correct citrus. Yeah, the citrus. What was the one that you wanted? The Cariso or uh, Crystal sweet. something? Cariso. 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 Did you ever get to try it? The real? No. Oh. <laughs> so I, we, I was kind of disappointed once I got that bag of counterfeit. Uh, Fruit. You think any of our listeners have a Cariso sweet in their yard, and they can? No, no. It, it was just uh, the the only really Satsuma around at that time was Owari, O W A R I, which sometimes Trace yeah, we still get gets it. here yeah. in there sometimes, but that's the original one that uh, you couldn't hardly get the Satsumas back in those days. Yeah. But uh, uh, that 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 was the one <clears throat> that was grown at the Crystal City Research Station, uh, but right before on the, on the road going to Crystal City, it's not in Crystal City, but uh, uh, that was about the only Satsuma that they had. The, which one, though? The the uh, Awari Satsuma. Oh, all right. But they they too froze, 
that you froze. And, and that's on that experiment station is where we got the information that naval oranges are just about as cold hardy as Satsuma. Oh, okay. And is it uh, just about. So, did you recommend planting a navel here? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. You sell them, don't you? Well, yeah, but I don't. I tell them to grow in a pot. <laughs> no, right. it. I, th- I think if you if you want to plant a, if they fool with lemons and limes in a pot, they sure as hell can fool with the uh, well, navel. Well, we've got some. Uh, lots of backyards have. Naval oranges that are surviving. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, Trace, uh, before we uh, go to break, talk about the variegated ginger, because I remember this. Oh, I love that thing. Yeah, so, and, uh, and it's, it's on sale. It's on sale. It's a very spectacular-looking ginger. Oh, with yeah. green shade. and yellow in the leaf. Uh, shade. Um, it is a root, like what you would buy at the store, although it's not usable. Uh, and in this particular variety, I do not believe blooms. Okay. Uh, but it's it's grown for its striking foliage. Oh, yeah. yeah it's real and, pretty uh, if you see the picture. So most years, it'll get a little winter damage to it, but it recovers from the root. You cut off the foliage, and, and everything sprouts back out from the ground. Since our ground doesn't freeze, yeah. it theoretically should come back year after year. Even if we get stupid cold, it should come back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I, good. I, I had it when I first planted it. Um, I had it three or four years in a row. In, in my down-the-hill bed, and it, like you say, it would, it'd freeze back, but it'd come back from the ground. Kind of like a cannon. Yeah, okay. right, yeah. right. A good, a good example. And it's on sale, number three pot, for 1988. That's uh, regularly twenty four ninety nine, or two for 35 Yeah. So go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about that. we got to take a quick break. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867. Uh, we got news uh, this morning that uh, uh, Sean Connery had passed away at the age of 90. So Al wanted to do some uh, music from those James Bond films that the Connery was a part was he of. In James Bond. Yes, he was yes, yes, I think uh, he is the James Bond. Yeah. What's that? He, he was the James. Yeah. Bond. Agreed. Um, and let's see what Al sent me some information. That was from a, I think from Doctor No. So. Uh, um, all right, 210-308-8867. All right, so I'm going to open it up again and tell you what we're looking for. We're looking for <laughs> calls where you've got questions, obviously, but we're also looking for reports on Rio Grande Gold or no. Just What do you think? What, you want what, tomato what kind of report have well, you If got? you've already got peppers, somebody else has Oh, okay, yeah, if I guess if I've got them, <laughs> what I was the season's come to an end. Everybody That's else exactly has, what I was has harvested. Okay, I, I have four. That was, we had 16 plants. Is that a good ratio? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. All right. For you, <laughs> it's miraculous. <laughs> and they're very pretty. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're red and orange. Are you eating uh, any? Uh, a little bit, yeah. They're, they taste kind of who's, bell peppery. Who's saving the seed? That's what I want to know. No, I know. We need to. 
So that four, you can only have two because you got to get Okay, I save the seat on the other two. All right. Where do I bring him? Are we going to have a, Jerry. a collection? Okay. Does he uh, – uh, there is the plant still growing? Yeah. Actively growing? Yeah. Okay, so it's set on preppers rather than just the peppers you bought that were on the plant when you brought it. You bought it here, right? Um, I think so. Oh, geez. Well, they, they didn't have, I don't think they had blooms on when they bought them. No, yeah. but they had some. Uh, that's true. Or they had some peppers, maybe. Yeah, yeah. some of them had a little peppers. Hmm. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Let me, let me stop a second real quick and talk to you about BSG Texas. I like talking about when Trace is here because he's like, he gets it. So here's the latest thing that I've learned about BSG, Builder Systems Group in San Antonio. All right, so you know how you have um, different, now that you're turned on the heat, we have this problem. So, like, if you're cooking, the thermostat's near where the kitchen is. So it gets it gets nice and warm. The whole house stays cold. <laughs> or the house is nice and cold where the, the thermostat is, so the bedrooms, like, bake at night. <laughs> BSG has a cool system they do, so it's a smart thermostat. And what they can do is put a sensor in each room, and so you get an aggregate temperature, so it doesn't matter if you're cooking, because if the bedroom's cold, it, it it's an average out. Hmm. So it, it yeah, it keeps it, people. He said people who have upstairs frequently have this problem because I guess the the upstairs unit and the downstairs unit are tied together. I've I've only in a one story, so uh, yeah, they have that problem all the time. So this is just an example of all the cool stuff that BSG does. Uh, Builder Systems Group. Go to bsgtexas.com to find out more. bsgtexas.com. We have this problem at the station too. The thermostat is in is in like one place and every other room is cold and the hallway where the thermostat is is nice and warm. So we're gonna we're gonna I'm trying to get the station to consider this. But or call them at two one oh eight seven seven one two 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 one oh eight seven seven one two two two. Hey Pam is on the line. She's there, got a uh, yeah, oh. there's a monarch on one of our milkweeds right Oh there. very cool. He's so easily distracted. Yeah. He is. Squirrel all right butterfly Pam is online at 210-308-8867. Hi, Pam. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Fine. Thank you. All right. you got three great brains here. I won't consider I'm I'm the fourth okay, one. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'd rather be talking about flowers and onions, but I'm talking about San Augustine and a Chinese pistache. Okay. So do I ask my question? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Probably around eight years ago, we had a little twister come through here, and it twisted trees in my front yard. And I had called about a red a red bud, which had to totally be uh, rebolted together. Y'all told me how to do that. And uh, it lasted probably five more years. And uh, we cut it we cut it back this year. It was on the patio. Well, my Chinese pistache, I think, at that same time, which I never noticed, it cracked uh, up and down. And um, But now it, it has a large scab up and down, probably 15 feet off the ground up. Will that give me any problems 
did is that how how wide is that split? Scab. Um, well, it's it's scabbed in. It's no split three, three. anymore. I never even noticed the split, but it's oh. probably five inches across now. Okay, did, wow. it, did it? Does it look like it put bark in in that area? Yeah, it put bark in the split. Okay, so it it fixed itself. Yeah, it fixed itself, and it won't give me any problems. Probably shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> okay, now. One side gets more sun than the other. Can I totally reshape this tree in the front of it? Because it's the limbs are so much farther out than the back side. Yeah. The back side what gets... You, what, what you need to do about every three months is rotate that tree. He's joking. <laughs> it's only it's only 50 feet tall and I planted this tree because y'all suggested planting this tree and it's a wonderful tree I mean oh, it is a wonderful tree what color does yours turn in the fall it has the brown ugly things you know at the top <laughs> oh. does it have a lot of red berries does it have a lot of red berries no this one doesn't. Oh, the that's other, good. I, is that good? Yeah, that's Especially good because that's a male. My, yeah, I figured this one was a male. I, yeah. uh, my co- my cousin got a ma- a female, and I told him, I said, it's a good thing you planted that farther back out of your patio area because it'd stain it, you know? So Yeah, it's, it's anyway. a good bird feed, too. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I love this tree, and my grandkids love it because it, they can climb so easy in it, you know. Yeah, the yeah. Are, yeah, it's a good the climbing branches, tree. Yeah, it absolutely is. The branches are uh, perpendicular, I guess you would call it. Right, right, right. Into okay, the trunk. Now I ha- so I can trim this. I don't have to turn it around. I know I know you were teasing. Well, if you, um, if you can't do, turn it around, I guess you could. Yeah, thin okay. it out can if I, you wanted to. Can I, can I thin, it, thin it up? I mean, it's a huge tree. I don't, yeah. understand, I don't understand what you're trying to accomplish. Okay, one it's, it's, side. It's lopsided. One side is lopsided, yeah. Because it gets more sun than the other side. Well, it's going to be. I don't know if that's going to solve the problem yeah. or not. Now, you might. Okay. You might, you might temporarily. Reduce that lopsidedness, but it's going to be inclined to go. Don't come back. back to that. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe more. Even, it might even be thicker yeah. if it came back. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I'll just kind of. So what's giving it, it shade? Like what's giving it the shade on the other side? Maybe that's maybe that's the answer. The house, isn't it? No, it, it gets more sun on the other side, and the shade is more on the front side. It's weird, and it's so thicker. shading it? What's shading it? An yeah, oak tree. An oak tree. Okay. A lot of people thin the oaks out, but that uh, I, I never have seen that uh, really amount to much. I, yeah. I've seen it amount to whether you can grow grass or not grow grass. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. I can't yeah. grow grass over that oak tree. Okay. <laughs> I planted this San Augustine probably 40 years ago. Uh, 
my father-in-law, while we were gone weekend, one weekend, decided to spray my yard. And he's from the old school. A little bit's good. A lot is even better. There you so, go. My whole yard died. No, oh, no. The mesquite <laughs> leaves fell off the trees. This was in the no, summer. Oh, no. <laughs> and my roses died. I mean, he killed everything in my yard. What would well, he use it? You got to love him, though. <laughs> I, oh, no. I would just beg. We were gone on every weekend with our business, and I would come back with flashlights looking for a blade of grass. I was so <laughs> upset. Okay. Well. Do you know what he used to no, spray with? No, but don't use it, whatever he used. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Anyway, <laughs> my grass has never been the same since. I wish we would have just taken out all that dirt and put in new dirt, but we didn't. Okay, the grass has never been the same since. Well, I have San Augustine everywhere, but it's green, dark green, and then I have runners that will not attach to the ground, and they'll even trip you. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, fairly common, especially in rocky soils. Where do you well, live? Well, this isn't you rocky. In... We're in Floresville. We're in river bottom country. Oh, I mean, okay, that's good. Uh, we don't have rock, and I'm going. <laughs> what the heck is going on? Do you think no, I, I need to like turn this soil happen- or anything? Uh, soil's been around for millions of years. Doesn't go bad. Uh, I've had that issue before when I when I don't mow often enough. The little runners start growing over the top of the other grass, and then uh, then I I see it like that. So that my first first inclination is mow more frequently. But I, we do mow a lot. I mean, not we mow it when it needs it. You know, it's not like we mow it just to mow it. Should we mow <laughs> it just to mow it? Uh, that's what I do every well, week. Okay. Yeah, what is the? I do it on my day off, whether oh, it needs okay. it or not. Okay. 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 That could be it then. So. Anyway, and what do what do I put what do I put on top of the grass now? Right now, what what kind of what do I feed it? Do I use mulch? Do I use uh, compost? Do I put chicken manure down? I've heard this one. (laughs) This chicken manure is wonderful for fertilizer. Yes or no? Did you fertilize it just with winterizer? well, I haven't yet, but what do I use on it to winterize oh, the, the fertilizer is called winterizer. It's a uh, 3 one, two ratio, like 18 6 12. That's it. It's on sale. Yep. Uh, she oh, doesn't care if it's on sale or not. No, but the other people might. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, a, you know, that's a source, a fast source of nitrogen. So you okay. get a, you real good. So I can do that impact. right now. Yes, and you also okay. can do compost, uh, quarter to okay, half an inch. I was inch. thinking about that, going ahead. A half you do that inch, twice okay. a year, so every spring and every okay. fall, you ought to consider doing that. Okay, okay. Um, if you a hadn't used a pre-emergent, inch. you could still do that, although you've missed the optimum window. But it would, if you didn't do it, it would still be okay to do it. Okay. And well, uh, I know she's not interested in the. Forty percent saving, Trey. 
on what? Oh, yeah, I am, too. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, I think no, she, she's not. You got her attention. She doesn't care. She cares. <laughs> I just, you just said 40%. Yeah, I won't yeah, do that. Her ears, uh, her ears perked up. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, well, thank you so much. I've been wanting to call the last several weeks, and I just haven't done it. So I felt I'm going to well, glad you did, today. Pam. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Uh-huh. We're Bye-bye. going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. From Russia with love. to you Much wiser since my goodbye to you I've and traveled the world Welcome back to Melbourne's Gardening South Texas on 938 and the answer our phone number 210-308-8867 as Al will feature music from Movies that Sean Connery was a part of, um, the James Bond films. All right, uh, let's go to Bud on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Bud. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Uh, doing real good. I love How this bright sun we got. Yeah. Uh, I have one uh, absolute question, and then uh, I'll do that one first because I think that's real short. And then uh, a little bit of discussion about one of the previous callers. On the cut vine and stump killer. Right. Uh, what is the normal shelf life for that, if there is one? Shelf life? The normal yeah. stuff? The what? Normal shelf life. Well, cut vine oh, shelf there. life. Okay. Well, I've got, I've got remedy that is... That I bought when I had my peach orchard, so that's uh, 35 or 40 years ago. Oh, wow. Lord. You still okay. use it? Yeah, I still do use it. But, I, but, I mean, that doesn't necessarily translate directly to, but it's the same active ingredient, so I suspect that it's... it's Quite a while. Uh, yeah. It's well, not like BT. It's not two, two or three years for sure. That, um, that, that, that tells me that... Uh, Mine, it, it doesn't seem to work as well as it used to. But I will also admit that uh, when I've used it, sometimes I get dirt on a little brush. And then when I refill the brush, some of that dirt gets in the uh, solution. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's probably no problem. Yeah. Now, there's, no, there's, no, there's no water or liquid. No. No, 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 no other liquid. But um, I'm running into situations where some of these things that I've treated, uh, they're getting new sprouts. <laughs> hmm. Okay, now, uh, are we talking about hackberries, uh, sprouts, or what? Uh, the majority are hackberry. Okay. Uh, if, you, if you cut it off, <laughs> uh, cut it off at the ground and immediately... Uh, put uh, put that dab of uh, liquid on there. That's what I did. It's 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 gonna kill it. Now my my son, <laughs> I try tried to get him involved in the thing, and uh, I would do the cutting, 
and he would follow along right after me and do the painting. Well, I always put a little drop on there, drop of the liquid on there with that brush, and he just simply painted the surface. And uh, I... You know, you you don't want to correct it all the time, but I started to slap him for just painting that room. It killed every one of them. Yeah, just see, uh, just I, painting it on. I just paint. I paint it on too. And I always try to have a little drop on. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure I, I that there must be some. Yeah, there must be some that that sprout because you get you get a lot of complex. Yeah, a lot of them together. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, joints and uh, bark overlay and things like that. So you you probably get some that survive. But I but uh, I'm with Jerry. It just kind of generally seems to be very effective, and yeah. you you don't have to be. So I don't know. I I would. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not. You, I'm is not it, is it one of the? S- I'm, I'm not complaining it, about the product at all. Yeah, it's it's a great product. But uh, it worked on some but, and not others. Uh, it works on. Simple. I'm just going to make a rough estimate. Ninety percent, it works on. Ten percent okay. somehow. Okay. Uh, uh, see, I might. I probably would accept that. So the only time I've had poor success was when I, when the cut's too old. Yeah, right. Tree, no, I I, uh, I cut and, and then I paint and then I go to the next one which might be six inches away. Cut and paint. Yeah, I paint absolutely right after I cut. But ninety anyway. percent success is certainly better than yeah. the alternative. <laughs> so, so he's so going to have to cut those fact, other ones again. It's it's not the fact that I've gotten some dirt in the solution. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Okay. Now, if you got ninety okay, percent success, uh, yeah. hey, uh, what was your other question or your comment on the Chinese pistache? Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm in no way an expert. Uh, I'm one of the most amateur that you can find among amateurs. Uh, but I remember a long, long time ago I heard this, and I have seen it happen on my yard. Uh, if you get two different kind of trees, they don't like each other. I have a, uh, uh, a live oak. It's a big one. Too close to it is a pecan. The pecan on the side where the uh, live oak grows also, it's almost bare on that side. Now, the live oak itself is also lopsided opposite the other side. So both trees don't like each other. And I've had this happen with uh, uh, hackberry and live oak. I have had it happen with live oak and Arizona ash. Hmm. So you so, don't think her live oak and her Chinese pistache are getting along? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, 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 that was my first reaction when I heard her story. Yeah, I, th- I think what you're looking at is a, a root root competition from the massive root system they, they both have, all have, and uh, also shading. Yep. And the other thing is it's not an equal... Ability that those kind of trees have. Yeah, your your hackberry, in some situations, could outcompete the live oak. Yeah, in other situations, a live oak can can outcompete. So, it's, that's it's well, it's probably my, ma- makes your uh, makes your conclusion pretty um, reasonable. Reasonable oh. on on um, on 
on, on my situation here, both trees get the same sun. They just don't, uh, those branches up there, hmm. they don't like each other. They eat okay. the back. <laughs> you got to get them counseling. That's sad for that to be going on in your own that backyard. Is. Your own backyard, they can't get along. Trees is not liking each other. <laughs> Thank you, bud. You take care. Bye, bud. Bye, bud. Trace, I think you may have a question behind you. Okay, well, real quick, I wanted to mention. Oh, yeah. Because before I go away, since uh, Fiesta is uh, no longer happening. Oh, okay. We, we went ahead and put out our Fiesta medals. Okay. Get out of so, here. So we have some uh, few left from 18, few left from 19, but our 20, which was our best one ever, with it's a little flippy inside. A little coin turns around. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we put them out uh, at five dollars. Okay. See if anybody's uh, collecting out there. They're yeah, in, in that's that great. Up. All right. Thanks, Trace. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Real quick, talk about Wild Birds Unlimited, Hebner and Northwest Military. Uh, lots of bird action going on there, Calvin? Yes, lots and lots. And I saw Bill oh, yay. on Thursday. Yeah, Bogashi looked good and was in good mood. Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, had lots and lots of information about uh, about uh, birds from the shop too. And did you tell them? Did you make fun of them like you do on the air? Uh, no, I was so happy to see them and so okay. happy to get involved in the discussion about birds. That uh, that uh, that's what we concentrated on. Right. We talked a lot about the uh, oh the Cooper's hawks, you know, and uh, how they're becoming uh, quite tame or or at least. Uh, in some neighborhoods, you know, huh, they're that's interesting. They're starting to see more more action in the neighborhood. Well, listen, uh, that gives you an example. Uh, Bill is there. Kyle is there. Kyle is so knowledgeable. All the staff at, at Wild Birds Unlimited, Hebner and Northwest Military, will do a great job getting you uh, all the information, solving your problems as it relates to, to birds and birding or uh, just bringing nature to your yard. Again, that's that's how they define themselves, a problem solver. So whether the problem is that you just want to start and don't know what to do or whether the problem is you've been trying for a long time and it's not working. Working, uh, or if you just it's you've, and once you get it working, you'll just keep going back and let them help you at Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military, and Hebner Road. Go say hi to Bill for us now that we know he's there, and say hi to Kyle too. Two one zero four seven nine B I R D two one zero four seven nine Bird for Wild Birds Unlimited. Uh, you'll like working with them, I promise you. 210-308-8867 is our number. We're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. 210-308-8867. Uh, if you've got a question, give us a call. Uh, and, um, uh, oh, we had um, 57 units of blood uh, last week, so we found out. So that's good. Yeah, uh, pretty good. Yeah, well, they only had the two vans. so oh, and so that's very good then with yeah, two vans. Yeah, considering the two vans. So we want to thank all the people that came out and donated. Millburger does it every quarter. Uh, so uh, we're going to make sure that... Uh, uh, that we, we notify you when it's coming up again. Okay, again, our number 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. If you have any suggestions on how Bud can uh, get his trees to like each other, to, to get over the conflicts they have, call us at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, 1604. Hey, and to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. 
Our phone number here is 210-308-8867. And the crowds have picked up now that the sun is out and it's so pretty. Uh, we've got all kinds of folks here visiting with us at Millburgers, including some beagles uh, that are awfully friendly. Uh, they're kind of walking around and having a good time. But, yeah, people are just shopping and trying to see all the stuff they're, they're getting here uh, at Mill Burgers. So come on out and visit with us. Uh, Jerry's answering a question off the air. Uh, so. Yes, sir? On sweet potatoes, insects uh, yeah. and sweet potatoes. Yeah, they look like a nice sweet potato except for the big chunk yeah, <laughs> taken out of it. Um. But, uh, yeah, okay, so we're still looking for uh, people who have the Bauer vine. I think I'm the only one looking for it. I think the guys are, I don't know if they're interested in that, but we want to know more about it. So if you have a pink Bauer vine or a white Bauer vine in your yard, call us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I want to know, is it good? Is it, do you, do you, are you glad you got it? Do you wish you never got it? Because uh, it's that, that aggressive, or what's what's your what's your take on it? The pink power vine or the uh, white one? But they're awfully pretty. So two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Got a lot of questions that people uh, from work uh, were asking me how the cold weather was going to affect their tomatoes. Oh, did it get cold enough that they should have? Uh, well, you know, protected? you know, it surprised me a little bit. I I just took it for granted it was not. But it got below 40 degrees. Oh, did it really? So, you know, I I saw some damage uh, on porterweed. Oh. Which which was kind of a a shocker. Uh, And then I also saw some, uh, it looked to me like that it was, uh, the cool weather was slowing down the spider mites a bit. Uh, You know, people... We remember we had uh, the last couple of weeks. Milton, we had, yeah. We, uh, gardeners called. We're getting to say, the spider mite issues. Yeah, right? this. You know, which are we going to be able to get a crop before the spider mites take over the plants? With this cold weather, uh, I don't think it was cold enough to uh, affect the the plant negatively. But I think it was oh, cool good. enough to to slow down that uh, re uh, generation or the population growth of the spider mites so that's that's positive yeah that is good okay so 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 toll free 866-308-8867 as we mentioned uh trace mentioned at the top of the show we have stocks here so oh yeah and i meant, I meant to go take a look yeah, at okay uh, well don't a, leave to the break now yeah that's a, a, one of uh Milton and my favorite yeah. winter annual. Uh, is it better to get them in early like this? Yeah, it, it is because you uh, get that, uh, they, they kind of do the same pattern as snapdragons. You'll get a fall loom period. Yeah. And then if, uh, if there's cold weather in January, which normally we see, then you'll have a kind of a, a break, a pause and it'll quit blooming for a while, and then it'll st- then it'll start to bloom again in the spring. Um, so yeah, there's always a uh, kind of an advantage uh, to to get that double uh, bloom period. Okay. And so we got them now. And they're a little, stocks. Little 
I think that I think uh, we we've talked a lot, quite a bit about the uh, the pandemic, pandem- the uh, the virus, virus yeah, uh, messing up our, our plans, a lot of plans, uh, and our wholesale wholesale production really oh, yeah. was affected. And I think stocks, we've seen that the stocks normally should be uh, blooming and uh, just like the snapdragons, but yeah, it scared them. It scared and, the yeah. growers. Oh, okay, not the plants. No. So, so, right. uh, so yeah, that's yeah. One, so the stocks. It's good to hear that the stocks are yeah are back on the market. At one time, at one time, they didn't know if the nurseries were going to be able to open or not. Yeah. So. Uh, well, we didn't. Oh <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, we came to to uh, to the show and <laughs> knew we were going to work one day, and then. Didn't know what would be. Uh, I don't think the they feature. cared about us, though, <laughs> No, not so much. Hey, the um, you want to talk about that man's question with the sweet potatoes? Yeah, he was a neat guy, seventy-eight, I think. Okay. And he listens to our show all the time. He lives up around Canyon Lake. Oh. And uh, he was growing sweet potatoes. Had an interesting uh, occurrence. He had a whole. <laughs> A whole little package full of rhinoceros beetle grubs, that big, uh, big yeah. grub, mm, mm-hmm. and uh, they had eaten a, pea, a part of his sweet potato. Really? Well, he's a very uh, beautiful sweet potato. Uh-huh. I think it was Jewel, and uh, so he, they had eaten the side of just a, just a kind of a chip out of it. It surprised you, didn't you? Didn't it? Yeah. Because uh, uh, we've been telling everybody the rhinoceros beetle is, <laughs> is protecting your yeah. plant. Well, they're usually feeding on decomposing organic material. Well, the the, the larvae are. I was thinking that the adult beetles were uh, also were predators. Yeah, right. But uh, I wasn't going to argue with him. <laughs> Because he was pretty convinced that that was was eating his sweet potato, and then he was wanting wanting me to tell him or asking if that damage would heal over. And a sweet potato, they call it superization, uh, where they actually, after they harvest sweet potatoes, um, they put them in a warm storage area. For about a month or two, for them to superize the the wounds okay. of harvest, and so his his was already doing that. Uh, his sweet potato had already healed over, and uh, it, he said it's good to eat, right? Yeah, I said yeah, still good to eat, and uh, then he wanted to know <laughs> what to use next year. To get rid of those. Oh, that's why you kind of made the face at me with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't want me <laughs> recommending any kind of uh, strong the, yeah. insecticide when I did, it didn't. Uh, I was thinking you were talking about uh, cutworms or something. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, but uh, they've taken all the really the soil drenches. One of the best soil drenches we used to have was one di- diazonol. 
Yeah, for sure. That was. And uh, the commercial people actually used that on cabbage to control uh, 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 the root rootworms. We, uh, you, I just can't, can't, I was thinking that I used it on the peach trees, but I can't remember what I would have used it for. For, uh, but, but, uh, well, uh, uh, usually, used to, they'd recommend, um, spraying the trunks of peaches to keep the boars. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, it that was, yeah, that was our, but that wasn't it in June or July or that's somewhere right. around in there. That was our, our easy to use, uh, Bore prevention. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And I can't think of the name of that. <laughs> but basically, it was another name for diazinol. That whatever y'all mm-hmm. used to spray on the peaches. But anyway, that's part of my memory that uh, will probably never come back. Now, Calvin, <laughs> or I should say Milton. Yeah. I love I love Dennis like a brother, like the brother you never wanted. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and love love you like a sister. Okay, which I never had. Okay. Uh, but I don't want to hear any more about this itsy bitsy teeny weeny polka dot bikini. You're just mad because you, you <laughs> we're, we're contradicting your information. Oh man. What have we got in uh, four or five emails? Yeah, and Dennis does thorough work. He does. He does thorough, mm-hmm. thorough work. But uh, I, I appreciate all that information, but let's not have any more. And based on the emails, if Dennis invites you to, to <laughs> go visit, take a tour of UT, <laughs> do not go. <laughs> it's a trick. And Dennis also sent me, which is a, a help. A reminder that uh, we turn back the clock. Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, tonight. T- tonight. No, tomorrow yeah. morning. Tomorrow morning. Yeah. And I was I was telling uh, Jeremy, my son, uh, that uh, uh, you know that I would go remember to turn the clocks back tonight before I went to bed. He said, "Oh no, Dad, uh, that's two o'clock in the morning." Yeah. Uh huh. I said, who in the hell is going to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning? To turn the clock. <laughs> you, you can turn I ain't going to wait till 2 o'clock. You can just go to bed an hour earlier than you normally would have. Make it so 9 I, I think I'll do it before. I think o'clock. that's smart. So anyway, that's that's uh, tonight. Turn your, all your clocks back. Yeah, so when it's 2 o'clock in the morning, it's actually going to be 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which means that I've been trying to figure out so it'll get light earlier. Right. But it'll get dark sooner now. Yeah. Okay. But uh, the he also... Calvin's looking at me like he's thinking. <laughs> Let's see. What else did Dennis Well, yeah, because I was... He sent me that, that about the... I, I also have another... Uh, I'm still thinking about our uh, long day and short day onions. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, they don't watch the clock. No, but uh, as long as we've got a second, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, a short. So, what does that mean, like for the ten fifteen? Is that a short day onion? Is that what, what, actually it's an intermediate day, intermediate somewhere day. between. A short day onion is defined as. Light 
less than uh, 12 hours a day. And if that gets light less than 12 hours a day, right. it stimulates maturity, or does yeah, it? Yeah, it'll it'll uh, it'll cause it to bulb. Okay, in other words, it'll. This is it. We're done now. We're gonna. Yeah. Okay. After the plant gets to be a certain age, uh, it it will uh, it will bulb. Now, we tried. I was, I was working with Versta Farms out there, and uh, the actual produce the the uh, breeder of the ten fifteen wide, uh, uh, Doctor Pike, Leonard Pike, uh, who's passed away now, by the way. Uh, he he said it it it. Yeah, I said I want I want to produce cucumber pike, an onion. In the fall, because it's a good seller. The verses said the only thing that I ever outsold a tomato in their roadside market was an onion, uh, when the onion sets come in. So uh, we started seeding onions in July. Uh, direct seeded them, seeding all in, the, in, the, in July. And we found that... Uh, Different varieties have different lengths, day lengths. Like the, the true Granex, when we planted in July, all bulbed, all form little bitty bublets, which we could save and plant in the fall, in the spring, early spring. But the 1015Y and the Grano 502, which is the 1015 mother, uh, would 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 not flower, uh, would not uh, bulb until the fall, and late in the fall, which meant that we could produce uh, if we could get the seed up in July, which was a, a feed into itself, but we could uh, produce uh, bulb onions for sale uh, by uh, September October. And uh, they sold like hotcakes. Hmm. So I had to I had to carry a bunch of several bunches over to Dr. Pike and uh, Dr. Cotner, you know, writing the vegetable book, and show them that we produced onions, uh, mild onions in 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 uh, in the fall, which hmm. they thought was impossible. Hmm. All right. 210-308-8867. This is a surprise, but a nice one. And here's what it says on my screen. Spider-Man is on hold. Warren thinks he can help Jerry. What? Yeah, many have tried, Warren. Uh, it's a, it's, those are pretty, it's a pretty big task. Yeah, my, my roaches are thinning out. I'm getting worried. <laughs> no one's been successful yet. Yeah, no. What's going on, Warren? Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jerry mentioned he was saying about diazinon, and I know back in the old days when I got into the business, we sprayed lots of uh, pecan trees especially. Uh, well, besides Zolone, Zolone was number one for pecan trees. Right, but zinc. The, yeah. the diazinon was AG500, remember? Oh, yeah. That's way, way back. 
Yeah, that's, that's before ad- it was na- that's before it was named Diazinol. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying and to think the- of the one they're used for fruit trees. Not semiazine. Okay, go ahead. Now we'll be locked up for days. Kiltane, malathion, yeah. Uh, yeah, very cool. All right. Hey, so, Warren, uh, Jerry had another question. We were trying to get you on a couple of weeks ago. I know you're busy. so, uh, But he wanted to know what, what when when Spider-Man goes up into a home that's got rats or squirrels. Well, we'll just do a rats. Rats in the <laughs> attic. Um, how do you all do that? How do you treat generally? Well, I send, I send one guy with a pellet gun up into <laughs> one part of the attic, and then I send another one. those rats in my attic. Well, this is this is an, a jury answer. Uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that's the truth. But uh, you know, we've got uh, you know you gotta you gotta uh, search the signs that they leave behind. They always have runways and stuff. So you use a ultraviolet light and mm. pick up yeah pick up the the footprints and the urine stains and stuff like that. Yeah. Follow you mean the they, they pee and poop in the attic? All over the place. <laughs> and then if it gets real, real cold outside, they'll tear their way and get up into the ductwork. All and, right. And when, you're, when your honey bear gets home and she smells something funny and she's like, honey, what is that smell? You don't realize that those rats have gotten into the ductwork and made a little mess. So... That's something that, that we always inspect, you know, find out uh, where they're nesting, try to, try to trap them. You know, you got to trap, get them out, and seal up all the holes. And exclusion is this the only way to go. You know, some yeah. in the old days, the old uh, wives' tale of the bait makes them thirsty and they go outside and die. You know, that's, <laughs> that doesn't that, work. Never. It, oh, you what, when you, so Jerry when taking you have up a homeowner, fruit lessons is not going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> you have a homeowner that wants you to cut her wall open to get the dead rat out. They're not happy, you know. So that's <laughs> just not the way to do it. But trapping, uh, you know, we the the market has brought on some uh, real exclusive attractants that are working really well. Uh, the attractants attract the rats and mice to the trap, but also um, they came out with a, uh, a sterilizer that will break the cycle of the rats. When they feed on it, uh, they'll they'll go sterile, and oh, man. they won't, won't make any more babies. No I more babies. Not, I don't want my wife to get a hold of that. <laughs> Does it only ster- it only sterilizes the males? What do you think uh, I'm about- afraid so. Yeah. Nah. What, do you, what do you think about those rubber band traps where it goes, it goes around their head? I didn't have any control of bringing that to the market. I'm telling you, but it does work. And, uh, and good. We got a we got another one that is it's not even a bait; it's a tracer, and so they feed on it. And when they run in their trail and they leave their little mess, that 
that stuff that is non-toxic bait is a kind of a glow in the dark kind of stuff. So, <laughs> you know, we're we're into we're all the way into Star Wars type of stuff now. Uh, wow. <laughs> Lightsabers. So, and... so in your mind is a squirrel a glorified rat? <laughs> No, I we don't have hear rat me. Yeah, Warren, did you hear there? He was shocked, one of the two. Warren, are you there? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Trace now, went, Milton always wondered. Trace wanted to know if a squirrel was a glorified rat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Okay. okay. No, we I, eat uh, squirrels. We don't eat well, rats. Oh, that's true. That's right. When I went squirrel, when I was a Boy Scout, out in the country way in the heck out uh Lock Kill Selma out there when it was woods <laughs> out there. Wilderness out the in the wilderness. Country, yeah. And we uh we hiked down the uh railroad tracks that went over to Camp Bullis. There you and, go. Uh, yeah, and set up camp and we squirrel hunted with our twenty two rifles that we got All right. our marks our marksmanship merit badge with and <laughs> it was a boy scout conspiracy Milton. So, what so, what, so what i'm hearing is at least we have the same philosophy yeah the only good squirrel is a dead squirrel <laughs> Amen, so what, the right. picture jerry jerry painted for me a couple weeks ago after his experience with <laughs> was that you have sort of a have a heart type trap and you catch the rat and then you take him out of the attic and he didn't know what happened to the rat then but he imagined that y'all kind of had a little party, explained to him some stuff, and I don't know. Let, so, him, let him go to the other side of 1604. Yeah, when you, know, th- when, you see, when you see that have a heart trap out in the backyard and it's got birthday candles glowing in it, that's not a good thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking of uh, those, those, rat, uh, those rats, I had, uh, and we don't think of this very often, but I had a rat come out of the attic, down the wall, and electrocute itself in the wiring of the wall. Yes. Mm. And so it was right over the couch in the living room. And we, uh, like you said earlier, they had to cut uh, cut cut a hole in the wall. To get that dead carcass out of there, yeah, get rid of that smell. Yeah. That that squirrel had electrocuted himself. Oh, I mean, yeah, they ratted. Or, they do that you know, a lot, Jer- you know. What yeah. Jerry's not saying is that he had an electric problem. He tried to save money by hiring rodent labor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, squirrely, you just get down there. Here's a wrench. You you take care of it. And, yeah, it's just sad. Well, thank you, Warren. It's always good to talk to you, man. Yeah. Thanks for the tip. Thank you. I'm going to go play with my grandbabies that just come in from Fredericksburg for Halloween. So y'all have a great weekend, guys. All right. Well, just uh, just as a side note, Warren Remy is with, of course, the Spider-Man with Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, and his number is 210-656-3721. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. But he's a listener to the show, which is always great. I enjoy that It's because he always calls in and helps because he does a lot of stuff out there with with people and gardeners as well. So So I wonder what his Halloween costume is this year. Oh, I should have asked him. Better be Spider-Man. Yeah, Yeah. every year. (laughs) The... uh, 
Now, we haven't talked about Halloween. When is that coming up? Uh, I don't know. It's tonight. Yeah, today. Today. Have you ever seen people? People are in costumes walking around the nursery. Did you yeah, see that I occasionally? Saw, I saw that little boy. They don't just do that every day. Like no. Hey, but guys, we need to take a break so we can talk about Halloween in a second. Okay. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free, 866-308-8867. War of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, is Al back at the station. is featuring music from James Bond films that Sean Connery was in. Sean uh, passed away today at the age of 90, it was announced. So, um, yeah, we're just going to pay tribute to... You a good life. Yeah. He got killed a lot of times on the show. But yes. We were, we were fooled into thinking he'd been exterminated. Absolutely. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. James is on the line. Hey there, James. we got two reports coming up and one question. Is that right? Uh, no. One one question. No. You got me confused now. <laughs> one report. Okay. One report and two questions. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway... I think your call screeners already hit the witch's brew early because we had a good laugh offline. <laughs> anyway, uh oh. Um, yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Hey, I, I finally planted and seeded my Crawford lettuce last night right at sundown because I was waiting for it to get a little cooler. Roughly, uh, how many days, you know, if it stays cool to germinate? Because when I grew it last year from the seed you gave me, it, it was trial and error because the temperatures were hot then, so I was kind of waiting for it to cool off. So now it's cool. How many days do you think before it should come up? If you sowed it in uh, in uh, more soil and yes. didn't cover the didn't cover the seed like we tell you, and yes. uh, it'll come up in three days. Mm. Oh, quick, quick. Okay, all right. Okay, I'll look for it then. Okay, my other uh, question is, okay, I don't have an orange tree, but I bought some of those mandarins from H-E-B, whatever they call them, halos or whatever, and we only yeah. ate half, so half of them are rotten. Can I put yeah. those in the compost? Can I put those in the compost pile with peels and all, or do I have to peel them, or should I just throw them in the garbage? You can just throw, throw them in. Throw them in the compost, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they, peel, rind, uh, unpeeled and everything. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, they'll they decompose really quickly. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, thought, I wasn't sure about I, that. I, I hey, bananas the same way. about saving the seed. No, no. Bananas the same way I can throw, like, I don't like oh. bananas when they're overly ripe. I can throw those in there, too, as well? Oh, oh. absolutely. Yeah, they'll, they'll disappear even sooner. Well, what you need to do oh. is, just, is just peel them when they're overly ripe. And that uh-huh. doesn't the butterflies love those things? Oh, that's true. 
That's true. Uh, oh, they like Jerry's oranges and yeah. Uh, was Jerry's talking about is uh, you just put them out on the on a rack or a platform someplace pie and they're fine. A pie plate yeah, or something know. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm worried about the ants though. Um, but I, yeah, I, I can do that. Okay. In my report on my Rio Grande Gold, I got I had four plants gave two away. I've got two. One is loaded and one is not, and um, they're they're only a few 20, 15 feet apart. I can't understand that, but I guess that happens sometimes. Yeah, they're all from seed, so they're all different. But uh, I, I don't, I, I never have seen it happen like that side by side. Yeah, one one is really full, and one has like a quarter of the fruit that the other one does. But they're still good. But anyway, they're, they're doing good. well. I'm glad you right. did well for you. All right, and James, do you, know, Thank you. do you know anything about the Bauer vine? So, I've never heard of it. I just no, tuned in late. Me either. Is that, Y'all are killing me. Is it, <laughs> is it a trick question or what? No. <laughs> we we think it's a plant that I saw planted in uh, uh, Alta Vista along a fence, and so I was trying that, to find that. out more information about it. It's very Bauer? pretty. Bauer, Bauer uh, B-O-W-E-R. Oh, Bauer. No, I've never heard of it, but I, I'll look it up. See if I can okay, find thanks, them. man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bye. Thank you, James. Uh-huh. Are you going to go back and get seed, Milton, so we can all grow it? Oh, maybe so. How do you do that? What's what's your strategy? <laughs> do I have to distract them? Does Laura distract them while I get the seeds? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay. Well, it'll have to bloom out, and it probably produces a little pod. Seed pot. Yeah. And you need to wait till that turns orange or, or I mean, turns brown or uh, gray All right. seed pot. Don't pick it green. Okay. And then uh, pick it and put it in a paper bag and it'll... What if they catch me? Well, you'll have to have somebody that can take your You can call. give them the pod. <laughs> okay. I thought this was a gift for y'all. I thought you'd enjoy it. I, and then run like heck. All right. 210-308. Okay, I'll see what I can do. 210-308-8867. Uh, by the way, uh, Trey said that they had a white one. Yeah, yeah. Yours was pink, right? The one I saw was pink. Yeah. I think that's the most common. Uh, we appreciate all the listeners that we have calling in and Helping us with information. Uh, we got this call from Jeff up around New Braunfels. Said, I was listening to your show yesterday and happened to hear your discussion. This was last weekend. The discussion on the Rose Rosette oh, uh, yeah. virus. And I can tell you that it's here in New Braunfels. Mm. That's not good news. This is the second year and a second planting of my red knockout that are contracted, has contracted the virus. We replanted immediately last year. My question is, should we wait a year before replanting? I've had knockouts in this location for eight years, and the first set lasted six years. Now I've gone through two pairs. In two years with the same problem. Looking forward to your response. Me too. <laughs> and so uh, Forrest writes them back. 
says, Jeff, uh, see the information on <laughs> on plantanswers.com under article uh, under what is wrong with my ro- knockout roses. Uh, that's the entitlement entitlement of the of the uh, uh, of the column. I think that if you completely remove the infected roses and their roots, you should be safe planting new plants. However, read what the article says about nearby plants. And uh, Jeff writes back. Read it and looked at the pictures before I asked. Took about four hours and a second back surgery to get the or, origin, originals out. Just wanted to let you know that it's here, barely in New Braunfels, just past Clear Springs, headed toward uh, Seguin for a few years. I really enjoy, enjoy your guys' show. And then I wrote him back <laughs> and said, uh, Jeff, thanks for your report and thanks for listening to the radio show. If you don't mind, I would like to know where you purchased the red knockout rose that contracted the virus. And he says, the last two pair were probably from Home Depot. Hmm. As far as I can tell, we've never had a a rose come down with this disease that was sold at Milburgh's. Uh, and that leads me to believe, and because they're all around uh, Dallas and Fort Worth, I was looking for a source of the disease being spread. Now, they, they say it's spread by a mite, a little, a little insect. But it's, it's hard to, for me to believe that they, they would only hit one city in one uh, one area in Texas uh, with with such virulent virulentness in other words it killed it's killed almost every rose in the area to the point that uh, Neil Sperry recommended replanting with uh, wow. dwarf cray myrtles hmm. uh, for the roses You'll have to ask Neil why he thinks Dallas has been hit so hard. Uh, he, uh, well, he's got a he's got probably written quite yeah. a bit by you know we had it in last weekend paper. Oh, and so uh, well, hang on a sec. We gotta we got get Marty on the line real quick. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. Marty's on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free, eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Marty, is this Rio Grande Gold, Marty? This is this is he. What's I, going I on? Give, <laughs> I want to give a report. My Rio Grande Gold is going gangbusters. All uh, right. Five, Me too. About five plants there at Mill Burgers, and all five are doing great. Good. Going for all of them got from fruit. A, all of them have fruit. They're all barren. They can, Good. Can't, can't keep the, the 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 butterflies and the bees away from them, but they're doing great. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, I'm very proud of them. Uh, I have a question. Um, I planted uh, some uh, lemons uh, seeds, and. Uh, 
the, I got four little trees growing in a in a pot, uh, but I want to s- separate them. They're about, I guess, about six inches tall, but I want to put them in separate little pots and then eventually into the ground. And they're about, uh, I spat them for about, I guess, about five, about five going on six months. Like I said, they're about six, almost seven inches tall with beautiful green leaves. And I wonder when can I begin to uh, separate them and put them in separate pots. Do you notice uh, that more than one stem comes out of each seed? Yes. Or is it just one stem out of each seed? I think it's one stem out of each seed. The way, way okay, like well, that's me. good. Uh, satsumas and some of those things have what we call new cellar seedlings, which mm-hmm. uh, can produce as many as four or five shoots from one seed. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, you have to be carefully divide those. But if, you, if okay. you've only got one one deal, uh, one uh, shoot out of each seed, that'd be mm-hmm. easy. All you do is just knock them out of whatever they're growing in now and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, just divide them and pull them apart and put them in another container and uh, okay. let them grow this winter Okay. and then, and then uh, plant them out uh, next spring in next March. Next spring. Okay. Now, that what, what, uh, yeah. You said they're lemons? They're lemons, yeah. Yeah, there's okay. there's some seeds. I, I bought the lemons from HEB, and I just happened to put them in a, uh, you know, cleaned them up real good, put them in a plastic bag, put them in the refrigerator, huh? and then I just I just brought them out, and uh, there was a little bit of water in there. I put them in a in a, a pot that I had, and yeah. I got some good I got some good uh, potting soil. I got there at Millburgers, and uh, all of a sudden they began to germinate, and well, they're looking beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, they're, they'll do that. Uh, you want to uh, now? You remember it's going to take about uh, four to five years before they start having fruit. Right. Right. And you realize that they're very cold sensitive. They're free. Right. Right. Yeah. I I, I intend to bring them in uh, this fall, and I and I okay. and I, I intend to to protect them. Okay. Yeah. Put them in a. Sunniest location you can find, and okay. don't let them get below forty degrees. And so, where okay. are you going to move the children? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to. I don't know. That's going to be the, that's going to be the second one. I already got standing orders for for lemons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Them, them and the grandchildren. <laughs> All right. Well, you okay. sound like a pretty young guy. Yeah. Now, uh, should we oh, ask no. him to keep his real Grandy Gold seeds too? <laughs> Yeah right. Well, yeah yeah. We just should, in case, yeah, I, I, I'm keeping them. I'm keeping them. That, yeah, I'll, well, I'll good. Okay. Those. Yeah, yeah and, they, and th- we got lucky again thanks. this year. But yeah, th- I was thanks for uh, holding on to the seed. What I was going to tell you. him if he really loved his grandkids, and he didn't want to wait four to five years, no, oh. he could come to Millburgers. And get one for what is forty percent off? Yeah, they're. I don't remember the percentage, but they're. That's a good price. Okay, yeah. I, I'm considering that also. Uh, I, okay. I was thinking of maybe <laughs> going up there and probably get me a good, a, a, good a answer. Tree, good answer. Tree. Yeah, I think do both. <laughs> it you. sounds like it's kind yeah, of fun you. to to keep trying them from the seed, but then you can get them sooner with with this, and you can compare the two. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'll do that. Thanks, Thanks, Marty. Thank you guys for the Bye, intro. Marty. I appreciate it. Always good talking right. to you guys. Thank you. Good Bye-bye. talking to you, too. Always is. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Do we ever hear from Joe on Saturdays, or is Johnson City Joe a Sunday caller? Huh? I'm trying to remember. Does Joe ever call us on Saturdays? We haven't heard from him, but usually on Sundays. Sundays, he's a Sunday caller. Okay, so we'll, we'll we won't worry about him today. I just you know I worry about him. All right, <laughs> we'll take a break and be back in a moment. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. Jerry was just commenting, it's a beautiful day here at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Verde Road. It's an absolutely gorgeous day. So I was always always like to watch what people are buying. I've, I've been seeing some Thoralis go out, some yeah. beautiful Thoralis. Um, they've got some good ones. Yeah, they've got a good, some good selections of that. Uh, is there still Esperanza out there? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think a few is out there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. There's, and um, the Lantana has been selling. Yeah, and that's one of the perennials on sale. Yeah. What else do you see in those? I can't see on the porch where, my, where I'm seated. You know, the perennials are on sale, 488 in the one gallon? Milkweed. The number one? Oh, milkweed? Tropical milkweed, yeah. Was uh, The monarch butterfly was in it, and... Uh, and it's uh, quite a few gardeners have been picking it up too. Yeah, perennials are thirty percent off. Yeah, so for four eighty-eight, that's a good deal. Yeah, I saw someone walking by. I don't remember what Mark said. Was the uh, they were walking by with a big card that had all the plants in it? It's too late to apply for the saws rebate, but it's not too late if you've already applied. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. Yeah. So. Uh, this would be a good opportunity for that. Yeah, there were there were at least three people that had their little cards. Yeah, you saw them too. When does yeah. it run out? Do you remember? I was. Would it be on the website? I can look it up. Yeah, I don't. I I was thinking it was uh, the thirty first, which was today. But uh, oh, maybe it is. Maybe that's uh, why they're out shopping for it. Maybe. Then. But uh, maybe it's the November fifteenth. I don't know. Well, and I sort of remember them saying something about the fifteenth too, but I'm not certain. So, go to you think saws.org to find out more yeah. information on that. Okay. Do, do you it, you know who has a birthday? Who? Either today or tomorrow. Okay, I always get them confused. Greg Grant. Oh, oh it's, you don't know whether it's the, <laughs> the 31st or the 1st? Yeah. Well, let's call him tomorrow, and we'll wish him a happy birthday. Okay. Uh, we'll either say we missed it. How do we How do we make it kind of so that we don't look bad? Oh. Uh, and so, well, you suppose so, somebody should, Jerry should probably send him a text message to let him know it's his birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, Make sure. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't want to say happy birthday tomorrow. <laughs> Today was his birthday. And we don't want to say happy belated birthday if tomorrow was his birthday. 
Well, I'll I'll send him an email after the show. All right. Yeah. And wish him a happy birthday. That'd be fun. All right, Michael's on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Michael. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. And you guys? Doing swell. It's a beautiful day. What's going on? Hey, um, I've got a question. On my backyard, every spring and summer, I have a very difficult time growing grass. But in the wintertime, when I put the winter rye down, it grows like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> and I have both Bermuda and St. Augustine, and it just, man, I can't hardly get them to grow at all. Now, so, how much shade do you have? How much what? Shade. Uh, do you, do you have shade um, where the Bermuda is? I mean, shade where the Bermuda is not. And uh, well, I got—I have some shade and uh, uh, some wide open, and it just seems to dry out so fast. And but like I said, when I put the winter right down, man, it just grows everywhere. Yeah. So what? Where do you, where do you live in town? Are you uh, Stone Oak? Over by like? oh, not over by Alamo Heights. Oh, okay. Well, we're uh, well. That that neighborhood's a lot my, like my my, my front yard does great. My front yard does great, but my backyard just it's been a struggle every year. Yeah, the, we I've quit, and Jerry, I think too, has quit, we quit watering our irrigating our lawns, uh, and we got a lot of shade. Soil's not great, uh, so so that we have the same are faced with the same thing in the winter. We've kind of declared a, a. I've got rescue grass. That's the weed that comes up. Jerry was mentioning. Uh, I've got the much more expensive uh, the, annual bluegrass. Annual bluegrass too. They used to be weeds, but now they are. <laughs> now they are the main, the main plants in our sustainable winter lawns. S W L. Well, you know, it can't it can't be the nutrients, can it? Because the winter rye does so well. But like I said, it's a struggle to get Bermuda or St. Augustine to grow. So no, it's just, could, it's, it's just the, the soil it's be just too the envir- It's the environment, and it's just it's just uh, those two grasses are are pretty demanding, and it, it's never been easy to grow lawn grass in our area. <laughs> and uh, if you got the shade, you got poor soil. Uh, it it's even even harder. So you're 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 faced with the same situation well, that okay. a lot of well, us are. I've, I've got the same soil in my front yard, and it grows like there's no problems at all. So I was just wondering, maybe if I got it aerated, would that help some? Maybe um, it always helps some areas. Yeah. Well, what is the shade situation? Do you want to, Do you have big trees in the backyard? I've got one, but the shade, it moves as the sun goes across. So all the yard gets sun, and some of it gets lots of sun. And it just, you know, seems to be very dry real fast. Every time we water it, dries out real fast. And so that's why I was wondering if we aerated it or something and put some. Well, if you, if you put some of the, if you put that lawn dressing on, that should, uh, Increase the organic material of the of the lawn, and it should uh, hold the water better. Okay, what that is lawn dressing? Compost and uh, yeah, top com- dressing. Compost mainly. Okay, just put compost I, across the whole top. 
Yeah, yeah. about a quarter a to a half an inch. Yeah, not a lot, just a half inch. Okay. But I I think you're going to be. Yeah, you know, I I, I think the. You, if when you look at it really close, you'll you'll have more shade than you yeah. actually think you do, and the shade will be right. different in the back than it is in the front. Okay, all right, thanks guys, appreciate it. You Thank bet. You for uh, let right. us let us know after you've do, done done do, yep. Let us know after you, you uh, checked you it out. <laughs> okay, yeah. thanks. Bye. All right. We, we got okay. uh, No, I've got one question I, I wanted you to answer, but you can think about it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Forrest, they won't even answer it. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I, I'll look into it. <laughs> or we'll ask Dennis. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. <laughs> And we are going to be back here tomorrow. Come by and visit with us at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Put your, phone, your clocks back tonight. Yeah, don't forget that. Before you go to bed. Y'all, y'all remember, too. I think the worst-case scenario is y'all will get here early. So, uh, all right, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks to Al. Thanks to you.